Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I had thoughts about being more of a baseball fan than a Yankee fan this season. <laughs> I'm like, man, the Yankees obviously were my entrance into baseball fandom. I'm like, maybe I can be one of these guys that watches the whole league and they're not that, you know, obsessed with one team. Like, maybe I got to stop seeing everything through Yankees glasses. Because everybody doesn't see it the way Yankees fans see it. I'm growing up, man. I'm understanding it's not easy to get back to the World Series. And the Yankees as a business, as an organization, as a franchise, they look at it like it's not that easy. And they probably look at it like, hey, we could not spend the money and come up short. We could spend the money and also come up short, so let's not spend the money. Spend when we have to, when we want to. We want John Carlos Stanton. We can afford John Carlos Stanton. Bring him in. Garrett Cole, the white whale, Cashman's had his eye on, comes available again, outbid everyone. Get him. And now that's what they'll have to do for Aaron Judge, so let's see it. I'm with it, but... I just understand as I am uh, another year older and another year through seasons and, you know, watching my two favorite teams here in New York get swept in the postseason. I'm like, it's not that easy to win a chip. It's not that easy to win a championship. And I don't know when either one will win a championship, but I'm not as focused on it anymore. Like, I'm watching the whole league. And now that I'm on the radio and on TV, I need to know about the whole league anyway, so... It's probably best that I join the rest of the media and become a neutral. I got to go buy some suits and some collared shirts and stop wearing all my team apparel all the time <laughs> and join the rest of the media that just talks about the teams and the players like there's no dog in the fight for them. And then I'll be good. And then when the Yankees do win a World Series, when I'm 58, I'll come out of nowhere uh, on my you know uh, motorized uh, bike or motorized chair like hey i remember when i used to the yankees won the world series last when i was in college now i'm an old man chase for 28 finally happened <laughs> all right let's move on let's see who's on the phone steven munaki munachi yes hi um who will win it all first the uh nets or the jets I Ooh. don't see that the Nets having a really bright future because they kind of sold it all. And um, I think that, that the Jets have a long-term plan and the Nets do not. What are your thoughts? Who will win a championship first, the Brooklyn Nets or the New York Jets? Yes, sir. 
Neither. Neither one are going to win it. Ah, come on. I would have to say the Jets. I would have to say the Jets. Um, And I'll give you reasons why. I mean, in the NFL... There's teams, there's teams that can get to the Super Bowl. Like we, we just saw the Bengals get to the Super Bowl with just a second-year quarterback and a couple of the right pieces. Sometimes you just put the right pieces together, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need the right quarterback. The Jets have shown this year that under Robert Sala, they aren't the same old Jets, and they so have some defensive the right players, and they have some good rookies, right? So if these rookies, Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner and even Brees Hall, he'll be back. If these guys can be, you know, cornerstones of their future of their team, like they're if they keep drafting guys like that and their young guys keep playing, uh, they got to figure out the quarterback. But I think the Jets can be right there in the conversation. The Nets, though, I think the Nets are are going to be set back again. We've already seen the Nets uh, with the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett era, and then they were set back from there. And would they do when you know they finally got out of it and they had some draft capital, tra- draft capital, and they had a a chance to sign free agents they signed katie and Kyrie, and it's been a mess ever since so they're gonna reset after this era and i don't know how how long it's gonna take them to get to the top of the mountain especially in the nba where you know these teams in the nba there's so many good teams and there's so many good gms um will will the knicks have a like better record than the nets because i believe that they will because of the dysfunction currently with the nets i i think that the Knicks are more uh, set to have a better season. I don't. I don't know. Um, and thank you for the call, Steve. I I don't want to answer that question off of right now, because right now is not a month from now, three months from now, five months from now. And what I'm saying is, right now everything looks terrible for the Brooklyn Nets because of the outside noise because of the negative energy that Kyrie brought in, and then everybody pounced on him, and it looks all bad. But, like, they've lost one game in that span, right? They came out after Kyrie posted that. They came out and beat the Pacers. They lost to the Bulls because Kyrie sold. He had four points and just looked out of it, turning the ball over, right? I said the other night when we were coming off that game, I'm like, Kyrie was averaging 30. How do you go from averaging 30 to having four? Oh, it, it got to you. Like, you're not mentally all there, bro. Hmm. Maybe you should have stuck to, like, being there for your teammates and being locked in on practice instead of, like, posting links to, you know, other stuff that has nothing to do with basketball. And I get it. They don't want to be these shut-up-and-dribble guys. But, like, it's it's okay to shut up and dribble sometimes. Like, that's your job, right? Sometimes you got to just shut up and do your job. Some of the extra stuff is is a complete distraction. So right now it doesn't look good for the Nets, but like there's a chance. Like look, you just saw tonight they just went out there and put up 128 points, and Kevin Durant led the way, and they still got a bunch of guys hurt. And with the Knicks, they're for the most part healthy, and they're looking like a 500 team. And I think they're going to win games, yes. But when you look at the talent on the Nets roster just right now, take Kyrie out of it. Say Kyrie never plays another game. There's more talent on the Nets roster, and if the Nets get Ime Udoka as their next head coach. I can't say that the Knicks are going to have a better record than the Nets. We don't know what an actual coach is going to do with this roster. Kevin Durant is on that team. And if Kyrie decides after these five games off, which is like two weeks off, I think he won't be back until the Nets face the Lakers on November 13th, if that. Because they have a set of, of things that Kyrie has to complete. 
and I remember glancing at him. I don't have all of them, but like he he has ducked the ADL. He has ducked his responsibility as far as meeting with folks and having these conversations. He sent his dad and his his agent, who happens to be his stepmom. He sent them to handle his business for him. They're not going to accept that if he doesn't comply and he doesn't just like show some type of sincere apology, remorse, then he might not be stepping out on the court. And he might, this is Kyrie Irving, he might during his time say, you know what, I don't I don't need to play basketball anymore. Or I don't need to play basketball here anymore in Brooklyn. I'm done. This is the end of my contract anyway. This is my last year. I'm done. I'm going to go fight this fight, whatever it is that he's he's trying to do. He might go do that. If he does, I think the Nets will still be fine. The Knicks, I'm watching, and I think they are a long way from being a, a championship team. I think this year they can compete and potentially be a play-in team. But I think the Nets, with their roster as currently constructed, getting guys healthy and actually hiring a competent head coach, they should have a better record than the Knicks this year. Kyrie now will miss that Knicks-Nets game coming up. Come on, Kai. What are you doing, bro? You like you're from this area. You're from West Orange. Like you know how like that rivalry is and how important that game is. So the Knicks will greet the Nets, step right up and greet the Nets when the Nets come back from this road trip, Wednesday, November 9th. They tell you that there's no Nets fans. You'll see there'll be plenty of Nets fans in the arena despite all the nonsense that went on. Nets fans will still be there. Of course, Knicks fans will flood the building. It's New York. There's more Knicks fans, but there will be a good showing of Nets fans. Tickets are already selling for like upper level like 60 70 bucks so that tells you right there like it's going to be a hot ticket we'll see Knicks versus Nets I'll say this the Knicks might not finish with a better record than the Nets overall but I bet you they beat the Nets this year they might beat the Nets November 9th and I don't expect them to be swept by the Nets like they've been in years past I think this is the year that they actually win some games and they can win some games convincingly against the the Nets and that's got to be fun for Knicks fans, you know? It's not fun for Knicks fans to look at the Nets and always be thinking about the Nets and all this rent-free stuff, and then the Nets are a disaster. And, yeah, the Nets are a disaster, but if November 9th comes and you get beat by the Nets again, you got to sit down and be humble again, and that's tough. All right, let's see. Now I think we were talking enough about the Jets and the Nets. Now we got some Jets fans on the line, maybe. E. Frank out in Astoria. Are you a Jets fan? Yeah, absolutely. Almost, uh, what, now, 40, 43 years. Okay, good. So you know a, two, a thing or two about Gang Green. How are you feeling about this Sunday, tomorrow? Yeah, I wanted to talk about that because, you know, I'm I'm a very good friends with uh, Zach Wilson's uh, sister, and uh, I know that Zach Wilson is a good Denver, Colorado, and tough uh, guy. He's very dedicated. He's a very agile young rookie quarterback, if you can call him rookie, because he's already finished with that year. But, you know, I'm just looking at pers- the perspective for tomorrow's game. Uh, Keith, it seems that, you know, last season, um, Josh Allen was like uh, the uh, railroading uh, Serbian Express. I don't know, they call him some sort of uh, train express up there in Buffalo. That he was a dangerous man, that he could, uh, with his offensive line himself, he could uh, go all the way, blah, blah, blah. And he hasn't lost his touch up there, you know, in in, in Buffalo land. I mean, I, I'm a really, very scared that he will try to, uh, Josh Allen will probably be able to outsmart, um, you know, Zach Wilson. 
Uh, I wonder if Zach can actually be able to outsmart um, Josh Allen tomorrow and, and change the, the tone in the AFC division uh, as of tomorrow. Maybe. Uh, thanks for the call, E. Frank, but you kind of lost me on that one as well. Um, Zach Wilson's from Denver. He's from Utah. I just looked that up to confirm. So I guess E. Frank knows his sister, but he mentioned him being a good Denver man. Where'd that come from? He's he's from Draper, Utah. He went to high school in Utah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, tell me what some 50, 60-year-old guy that's been in New York his whole life, how is he friends with yeah, Zach he, Wilson's sister? He was, he was off that loud pack tonight because then he also went on to say rookie quarterback. This is his second year. And then what's he talking about outsmarting Josh Allen? As and, if they're ever on the sa- on the field at the same time. <laughs> it's not it's not quarterback versus quarterback. They're not about to play checkers. Um, e Frank dials up some some nutty calls. <laughs> I'm sitting here like, are you trolling me? He just puts you in the spin zone. <laughs> it's fine if you're trolling me. But you're, you're losing me, so we got to move on. I'm like, what what's going on? We got to take another Jets call immediately. Ryan is in Breezy Point, New York. Ryan, you're on the fan. Yeah. As as Mike Francesa used to say, lose the number, okay? <laughs> um, uh, um, I, 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 I'm in the car all the time, right? Uh, I'm driving into work. I'm driving out of work. I'm always in rush out of traffic. And I'm listening to this station day in and day out. And the alarmist, ominous attitude that Jet fans and just football fans in general have towards Zach Wilson is so confusing to me. He's been in the league for 18 or 19 starts. Up until last weekend, he had not turned the ball over and was sporting a a 4-0 record. Um, If if you watch the Denver game... They they brought in a quarterback, a backup quarterback, who had the privilege to drop back twenty to twenty five times and have as much time as he wanted to throw the ball out to his receivers. Mm-hmm. And there's no context in the way that we evaluate quarterbacks in this town. Case in point, Daniel Jones. We were ready to run him out of town last year. All of a sudden, we feel pretty good about him. It has so much to do with the personnel around you. And at this moment, going into last week, who is the best offensive player on the New York Jets? Unequivocally, it was Brees Hall. He's out Sunday. You got three hurt offensive linemen. You have a first-round wide receiver who is heavily targeted throughout Zach Wilson's tenure who's decided that he may or may not want to be a part of this team anymore. Yep. And Zach Wilson statistically has been pressured more than any other quarterback in the league in the last four weeks. Yet, we, we want to crucify this guy. I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's give him an opportunity with resources to be evaluated before we run him out of town. He Corey does Davis, have Corey Davis also going to be out this week. Right. So, like, is there no context in the way we evaluate these people? Or do we expect that that quarterbacks should somehow have this superpower where they could win when they're bereft of personnel. Going into the season, Aaron Rodgers was the top three quarterback. What's he doing? He has no personnel. Yeah, he hates his personnel. <laughs> he hates his – he has no personnel. And, and that's a whole separate issue with the veteran quarterbacks who want to make $40, 50000000 a year. Guess what? 
you got no other money to pay everybody else on your team, the guys who protect you, the guys who catch the ball. But in the case of Zach Wilson, they did a great job of putting talent around him and building this offensive line. They're not showing up for work. I'm with you, bro. Great call. But but where are we at, though? Like, where, why do we have Brandon Tierney at 1 o'clock in the morning crying in his beers? I, I don't get it. <laughs> like, these to, guys got to wake BT, up. BT. Like, why is there, <laughs> but why is there no contact? Uh, I don't I, get that. You guys do this for a living. Why is there no I got contact? you. I'm, I'm about to go in right after this call. Thanks, Ryan. So I got on Monday, and I was only on 6.30 or 7.30, and I said, man, so much to say, so little time. And uh, I, I I definitely ripped Zach Wilson, who deserves to be ripped. Like let's not let's not act like personnel outside of everything. Let's not act like the interceptions that Zach Wilson has thrown now seven of them in MetLife while facing Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Let's not act like those throws weren't terrible throws. He deserves to be ripped for that. But I peeled it back a little bit. I went a step deeper. I played football from age. 9 to 21, 22, college. Pro, like, I didn't go pro, but I was around pros. So, like, I got to see. I wasn't good. I didn't have the talent. I'd rather do everything else. Um, I wasn't good enough to get to the next level. But I did take reps. I did practice, and I did play quarterback. I I, I did go all state, and I, I did take a scholarship into college and play quarterback. So I understand how hard it is. There's so many things that the quarterback has to just do naturally and consistently work on. And with Zach Wilson, naturally he's gifted. Naturally he can sling the ball. I love the way the ball comes off the kid's hands. He's got it. That's something that you can't coach. That's something that you can't develop. You can't teach. He has that. He's got the moxie, the swag. I heard BT talking about that, right? He's got the gritty down, BT said. I don't care about his gritty at all. I don't care about anybody's gritty at all. They need to... like. Get that out of the league. You should be flagged for hitting the gritty. It's corny now. But he does have the bandana. Looks good in the uniform. Had the all-black uniform on. He's small, but, like, he's fleet of foot. Like, he's got that. But what they need to do, and, uh, you know, I, I know that they hired his quarterback coach, John Beck, right? I think we heard that last year. Let me see if I can find that article. Nets, or, uh, New York Jets hire Zach Wilson's QB coach, John Beck, Robert... Sala explains why and how it will work. That was last year, November 2nd, a year ago. Here we are this year, and I and I said this the other night. I feel like Zach Wilson skipped a step, and not it's not his own fault. I hear that he is a film study guy. He's a gym rat. He puts in the time. It's not like he's doing other things. He might be milf hunting a little bit, but th that's fine. He's doing that in the offseason out there in Utah, but for what I hear, he's locked in. I feel like he skipped a step, though. He came into the NFL thinking that the NFL is all Pat Mahomes. It's all Lamar Jackson. It's all improvising, running around, making plays, right? Getting Avoiding the rush. And when I watch him, I see a kid that's avoiding the rush before the rush is there. I see a kid that's not going through his progressions, but ready to break contain and make something up and improvise as if that's the only way to get down the field. No, sir. You have to buy in to the game plan, and then you have to follow the game plan and take what they give you. Sometimes it's not there. That's why I've been screaming all week, Zach Wilson, throw the ball away. And if you're throwing it away, throw it into the seats. You can't throw the football away that gets picked. That's not throwing the ball away. That's throwing it to the other team. So I feel like he skipped a step. 
right? Because you're supposed to, as a quarterback, be able to just run the offense and distribute the pill. That's the bare minimum. What do I mean by that? You should be able to get the play, whether it's huddle or non-huddle, get the play to everybody on the team, get up to the line of scrimmage, look at the defense and get some kind of pre-snap read, which should tell you at least how many safeties, where's the linebackers, what kind of coverage are they in before you proceed. You should know where guys are, and yeah, they can disguise coverage, and that's what Bill Belichick has done and has literally made this kid see ghosts. I was at that first game where he threw four interceptions, and his first three attempts were picks. That's terrible. That's all-time terrible. Any league, especially the NFL. And then this year, they got to him again. He threw three interceptions, one off his back foot in the middle of the field, another one on first down. Like Those are inexcusable. I don't care if you're lacking personnel. You are an NFL quarterback. We're not allowed to do this in high school. We're not allowed to do this in college. So what happened to his quarterback coach that's supposed to be drilling mechanics with him? That's supposed to be watching film with him. The Jets did this kid wrong. They drafted him number two overall, and they brought him in with Mike White as his backup. Mike White is a couple years older than him, wants his job. He's not mentoring him. You needed to have a Josh McCown type there. You needed to have a starting quarterback in the NFL that could show this young man how to be a pro and show him how to go about his business and do the little things. Like, take reps on your mechanics, your three-step drops, your four, your 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 rollouts, your five-step drops, everything. It's got to be repped. You can't go into the game and and lose your mechanics and lose your head and think every play is, oh, this play is broken. I got to scramble and make something up. You're, that's not the NFL. These guys are too fast. They're too good at disguising where they are. They're too good at baiting you. you you're, you're rolling out, and you're on the run, and you're looking at what's down the field, and you think everybody's where they are. Then as soon as you let that ball go, they're breaking on the ball. It's an interception. So I feel like the Jets have failed this kid. They drafted him number two overall, and from the time that they drafted him, they should have had people working with him to make sure that he could become an NFL quarterback right away. They forced him into duty. He didn't have a guy in camp until they traded for Flacco. And then it's like, okay, now you have a veteran. And then even going into this offseason, they worked out together. And Flacco was the quarterback to start because Zach got hurt in preseason. What did we see in preseason? I remember talking right here about preseason. I'm like, that interception that Zach Wilson threw in preseason, his first attempt, that shows you he has not learned from year one to two. He predetermined where he was going with that ball. He threw it right to a linebacker. That, that's a red flag that this guy is forcing it. He's not reading the defense. He's not going with the defense and what they give him. And you would think that after four weeks of watching Joe Flacco on film, that would give him a leg up in the game. Maybe it did because he did come out and win four games in a row. Maybe it did. I don't want to take that away from him either. But something is missing with Zach Wilson. He has the talent, and, and there are some playmakers around him. No, he, he doesn't have everyone around him, but he has some playmakers around him. He gave that game away on Sunday. He turned the ball over three times with poor decision-making and decision-making that most fans and non-fans were looking like he self-sabotaged that team throwing the ball the way he did. But if he would just get into a mode of, I remember, you know, like I said, I played, I remember being in film rooms where the coach is telling you, that's your first read, that's your second read. Maybe you don't even have time to go to your third read. Your third read sometimes is to throw it away, is to eject, hit the eject button, live to fight another down. Zach Wilson is on first down trying to throw the ball somewhere. It's like you just 
you did did you have to throw the ball there? You just threw the ball away on first down. We didn't even live to see second and third down. So that's where I'm at with Zach Wilson. And that's a fair assessment of the kid. I'm not killing the kid and saying that he's a bust. And I don't even I'm the, I was on earlier this week. If anyone listener listening heard me, I said I don't even want to use the B U S T word. I don't even want to say it. Because I think it's unfair for a kid that's played, I don't know, he hasn't even played an NFL season. Has he played, has he played 10 NFL games? He needs more time to develop. But the Jets are in a win-now mode, honestly. They've won some games. They have some talent. Imagine if they had a quarterback that was developed, taking a step from year one to year two. And this is what else I'll say on it before we move on. We have to break. Good. Judge Zach Wilson in the class of quarterbacks he's in. If you watched Thursday Night Football last night, you watched Davis Mills, the Texans quarterback, David Mills, the Texans quarterback, came out of Washington or uh, came out of Stanford, and I forget what round he was drafted in, but I'm starting with him for a reason. I think he's like a third-round draft pick, but he's gotten you know more NFL starts than Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. Judge Judge Zach Wilson with Trey Lance. Trey Lance, you can't right now. He was going to be the starter, but he's hurt. We don't know if he's a BUST. Justin Fields, they just went and got Chase Claypool for him because they need to evaluate him. Sometimes he makes some throws. Uh, Justin Fields sometimes makes some throws where I'm like, who's working with him? They are letting this young man fail. We'll see about Justin Fields if he's the guy. Mac Jones, didn't Mac Jones just get benched two weeks ago for Bailey Zappi, a fourth-round rookie quarterback? They're looking at Mac Mac Jones like, I don't know if Mac Jones is the guy either. And Trevor Lawrence, who was supposed to be the prodigy, right? They were looking at Trevor Lawrence as the next Andrew Luck or Peyton Manning. Hasn't been a prospect coming out of college as hyped as this guy since. And he doesn't blow you away. In his second year with Doug Peterson, what has he done to make anyone feel like he's guaranteed to be one of the GOATs? I don't see it. So Judge Zach Wilson also in the class of quarterbacks he was taken in. He needs some help. They need to have a quarterback guru, and there's plenty of them out there now. They they need to have a quarterback guru that works with Zach on top of him watching film with LaFleur and the rest of the offense. So this kid can take the step forward that he needs to take to being a good NFL quarterback. It's in there. He just needs to rep it and drill it and be disciplined in what he does on the field. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I don't think Zach Wilson is a BUST. I just think that the Jets have mishandled him. And you know what? I even talked about at some point this week. I don't know when it was, um, but I mentioned Geno Smith. What a perfect example of the Jets mishandling a guy, you know, in his development. A guy that was a high pick, that had some talent, but they couldn't get it out of him. The Giants couldn't get it out of him. A few years down the road, he's learned a lot. He's been around, and now he's an NFL starter, and he's a better version of himself than we got to see in New York. Could he have potentially been some of that earlier if he had the right quarterback coach? The right like coaching in football is so big, man. I'm telling you, it's like it's the difference between you know, especially a quarterback, a cerebral position, a position where you need to know what everyone is doing on offense and defense. And in the NFL, there's no shortcuts, right? In the NFL, you can't just be the most athletic guy and be able to scramble out of the pocket and find someone downfield to chuck the ball to 50 yards and hooray touchdown, you're the best. No, you're playing against the best, and they're set up to not let that go down. So when I look at Zach Wilson, bros, I don't hate the guy, and I'm not misjudging you know, where he's at in his career. I do give him a little bit of a break because, like I said, this kid's coming out of Utah. This kid's coming here to New Jersey, New York, to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. That's, that's heavy. And I, I remember seeing him on draft day. I'm like, oh, this is a little boy. It's a little kid. They got to protect him. They didn't protect him. They they made him the starter right away with no veteran. Like, you couldn't find any veteran to sign like the, you know, the Ryan Fitzpatricks or, or Josh McCowns of the past. There wasn't one of those guys that they could have picked up for the low. They ended up getting Flacco, but they got him late. From the time that this kid came in the NFL, they should have had quarterback gurus working with him. And then hiring his own quarterback coach and John Beck it's like okay you're hiring the guy that he's already been working with maybe he needs another guy maybe he needs someone else a new guy a new perspective I know when I was younger going to different coaches some guys had different like not everybody's the same not everybody feels the same about how you should approach quarterbacking but uh, I feel like they need to get him a quarterback whisperer quarterback guru there's plenty of them out there now that are specializing in quarterback play shout out to my guy Tony Rassiopi who is from my area I never got to train train with Tony but I remember Tony went on he was a record breaker at Rowan University and uh he's still in the game and he went on to help Kenny Pickett and I'm like man I wish coming out of high school I had Tony to train with as a quarterback like Kenny did you know Kenny came up 10 years after me in my high school and it was like in my opinion they had a, you know, a crash test dummy with me. And not a crash test dummy, but, like, <laughs> they had a, a example or, you know, someone to test 
the whole thing with me. And my head coach was on. We had him on WFAN, I think, around the draft with Kenny, the night that I had Kenny on. And he said, yeah, man, I remember going to Maryland and UConn and UVA with you and going to workouts and going to seven-on-sevens and talking to coaches and trying to get you an offer and hearing what they were looking for or what they thought you were lacking or what they thought you needed to work on and then taking that back and working on you with it. But I don't know, my, my, my guy, Don Klein, I think he became my quarterback coach in high school as a junior. So I was pretty much like, I think I had two seasons and I was out. There's only so much you can do in, in two years. And hence, here you are with Zach Wilson. There's only so much you can do with this kid in two years. I think he has the talent. I think they need to get him some help. They need to get him some coaching, uh, specifically at the quarterback position about mechanics and about living to fight another down. Throwing the ball away, throwing the ball away has to be accurate too. <laughs> you you can't be you can't be uh, your completion percentage. Uh, you you don't get you don't get completion percentage completing that to the other team. It, it hurts to see. I, I'm watching that game Sunday and I'm like, he did it again. You gotta throw the ball all the way out of bounds, and maybe not end up in that situation as much. Sit in the pocket, check your first read, check your second read, take off and run. Let's see more of that. Let's see more of Zach Wilson taking off to run upfield and sliding versus him spinning out of the pocket, going backwards, looping around, bootlegging out, and then uh, forcing a throw and the DBs pouncing on it and it turning into a turnover. Keith McPherson on the fan. This is probably the last 20 minutes I've got. 877-337-6666. C-Mac is coming up next. So I'm sure you Yankees fans that have takes and thoughts from whatever I said or the Aaron Boone, Brian Cashman presser, C-Mac will be more than willing to take your call. But I'll take the calls that I have. Let's go to Kyle in Island Park, New York on the fan. What's up, Kyle? Hey, Keith. What's up? Um, did you happen to catch John Franklin Myers' uh, comments about Josh Allen? I did see on Twitter, and you know what I thought? And Rich Samini wrote, and I and I have this in front of me too because it was in my notes. Uh, Rich Samini wrote John Fra- Franklin Myers, and I love that he added who had a costly roughing the passer penalty. Like, yeah, go ahead. That's what I was about to say. Go for it. I'm a Bills fan, and I'm going to tell you something. Josh Allen has that Brady factor where if you piss this man off, he's going to make you pay. Okay, so let me and... read the let me read the quote before we, we get there. Hold on. So John Franklin okay. Myers said this on Bills QB Josh Allen. He does a good job of breaking tackles and getting into guys' heads and baiting guys into certain things, pleading with the refs and getting some of those calls. JFM added, but it's part of the game. It's NBA-like. That's what the NFL is kind of turning into. Hey, the referees can't see everything, and their job is to call some of those things. Hey, if you can fake it until you make it, then that's good for you too. And he says that applies to most QBs, but in this instance, he was talking specifically about Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen. Go for it, Kyle. Yeah, there's nothing fake about Josh Allen, I'll tell you that. And also, just to uh, pull up a little stat here, Josh Allen has drawn one roughing the passer penalty this season. So not so I don't a know good what, time. I don't know if they're watching film over there in uh, Florida Park. <laughs> not a good time to be attacking uh, Josh Allen. I was about to say Mahomes. Josh Allen as if he's uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's done some flailing and some complaining for calls. Josh Allen will run you over. Like Josh Allen is not the guy to poke the bear with. 
in a game where, you know what, the Bills don't need that motiv- much motivation to beat the Jets. But if you add that, that's enough for him to come out and maybe end this game early. I'm interested yeah. to see what it looks Stephon, like. Him and Stephon Diggs are the two guys you just don't say something about. You just let it go, go under the wet, fly under the radar. You don't want to be in these Hopefully guys. Hopefully Stephon Diggs doesn't get wind of this show because we had a caller say that Sauce Gardner was going to strap him up and not even have to worry about him. And I said, hey, hold on. Stephon Diggs is one of the best receivers in the league. Like, this is going well, to be a, a real former, test. As a former player, you can understand this. It's way different guarding a guy when Josh Allen's throwing a ball than when uh, the third you string. You have no margin for oh. error. You have no margin for error because exactly. you can be, you can be covering so him. Bad. Yep. Yep. He's never even seen anything like that at Cincinnati all the way. He's never seen a quarterback that can put the velocity on the ball like Josh Allen can. Big test coming up. And they're not going to shy away from him. Thanks for the call, Kyle. Just just some reality. We got Buffalo Bills fans calling up saying, hold on, hold on. Uh, you guys are talking about how the Jets are going to figure out a way to compete with the Bills. Like They gave them bulletin board material. That's the first thing you don't do. Give a team that's not that motivated, a team that you want to catch. Like This should be a trap game for the Bills. This should be a game where the Bills are like, the Jets, same old Jets. I got hella receipts for the Jets. They're not good. And then you surprise them, right? You get a turnover or your defense scores a touchdown or you block a punt or something that can shift the game. They're not going to let that happen this weekend. They're going to be motivated. And uh, watch Sauce this weekend. That was a good call, Kyle. That's a great point. You can be covered. And that's Stephon Diggs a lot of times is covered. And he'll have one step. And Josh Allen will just put the ball in the smallest window and he'll catch it in stride touchdown. The timing that those two have, the like, a lot of – they went and got Stephon Diggs for Josh Allen. I feel like a lot of his recent success is because he has a number one like that and because of their experience together, their timing together. When you, it's, almost, it's almost impossible to stop a quarterback like Josh Allen who has time with his arm. It doesn't matter if it's Sauce Gardner. It doesn't matter if it's Daryl Revis. Stephon Diggs is small, fast, shifty, with solid hands, and he's going to set you up. He's going to run some routes on you, make you think he's doing this. He's going to set you up for another route. Bing, bing, boom. He's down the field. He's inside on you. Watch that matchup. You know, No matter what happens in the game, Sauce Gardner versus Stephon Diggs is going to be a good one. Sean is in Huntington on the fan. What's up, Sean? Hey, Keith, how you doing? Good, good, good. Good uh, Friday show into Saturday morning to end the week. Yeah, I was just calling because I wanted to ask about this Tony thing. You hear Kels and you hear um, Holmes talking about how good Tony's going to be. But meanwhile, he didn't really play for us. He played, what, 13 games in two years or something like that? Yeah, that there be one any shining punch that he threw in Jerry World against the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> But then he's like he's tweeting how he was fine the whole time. Villain, I'd hate him if I'm a Giants fan. I, I'd hate that guy because even his his post game. I played it the other night when I was on. I have it in front of me. You know, he's kind of just like, yeah, you know, it feels good to be wanted. It's like, bro, they the Giants might have wanted you if you would have respected the regime. I was on with Kim Jones. I'm saying he started off on a bad foot with the new regime, and then like the faking the injury stuff. I think whether he faked an injury this year or not, there's some truth to that. But I think Shane and Dayball, they're like, 
we're good on this guy anyway. We would have never drafted him. We drafted his replacement in Wandale Robinson in the second round. We have no interest in young Joker. Send him anywhere. And they were able to get a third and a six for him. Let's see what he does as number 19 on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're, they're in a crowded receiver room over there. Let's see if he's able to pick up their offense, Andy Reid's offense. And you know what? If Andy Reid actually likes him, they'll throw a little little bubble screen, little tunnel screen for him. They'll draw plays. They'll hand him the ball. They'll try and get him the ball. I think they're preparing for him to play this week. Let's see how healthy he is. Let's see how much of a factor he is. But if I'm a Giants fan, that's that's a guy that I'm just like, whatever. Never happened here. I hate that guy. He didn't want to be involved here. What we have is better without him. And for sure. And if anything, we're going to take those picks, reinvest in our line, and, you know, hopefully, you know, good riddance and he's out of the locker room. Yeah, that's on Gettleman, you know. what? That's fine. That's another That's another Gettleman pick. And honestly, thanks for the call, Sean. Honestly, that was a dumb pick. We all watched that play out. I'm a Dallas fan. I watched Micah Parsons fall into the Cowboys' lap. The Cowboys were supposed to draft a corner that year, two years ago. I was, I was screaming for Patrick Sertan. He comes off the board to the Broncos. Then I'm like, all right, get get uh, Joe Horn's kid. He goes to the Panthers. There's no corners left. So then they take the best defensive player available after the whole Devontae Smith thing, right? The Giants wanted Devontae Smith. They wanted that playmaker, but the Eagles jumped them to get him. And so they, they just shift to the next best playmaker? No, take the best player available. They could have got Micah Parsons. Could you imagine Micah Parsons on the Giants? All the LT comparisons, they already do that. And he plays for the Cowboys. So, yeah, just chalk up Kadarius, Tony, young Joker, as it, it never was going to happen. It didn't happen last year with Judge and that team, and it wasn't going to happen this year with the, the type of culture, 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 the type of culture that Brian Dable and Joe Shane have established uh, with the Giants. He, he wasn't going to buy in, and uh, you could tell. The first OTAs or, you know, meetings that he could have been at, he wasn't there. And that's starting off on, on the wrong foot. You know, you get a new boss, you should be there to greet your new boss. And you should be there to say, hey, boss, I'm ready to work. Uh, I want a fresh start with you guys, too. It's my second year in the league. I've done nothing in this league. I haven't scored a touchdown. I got a couple catches. But I want to be a part of what you guys are doing. If Kadarius Tony was smart... He would have looked around the wide receiver room and said, I'm better than these guys. What do I got to do here to get on the field? Coach Dayball, what do you need me to do to get on the field? You need me to block? I'll block. If I block, you'll get me the ball? Sure, son. I bet you he did none of that. I, I think he just looked at this new regime. It's like, I don't want to be here. I got drafted here, and that was a mistake. And with these new guys, I'm not interested. And, oh, well, he's not here anymore. David out in Newark. Thanks for waiting. Let's go back to the Yankees talk. You got it. Sounds good, brother. Earlier in the show, you were talking about the importance of a star shortstop. Go back to every World Series from 2016. So that year, you had Baez versus Lindor. 17, Correa versus Corey Seager. 18 was Bogarts versus, I think it was Machado, because I think that was the year that Seager was hurt and they got Machado. The year after that, we had Trey Turner against Correa again. Then 20 was Seager, Willie Adamas. Last year was Dansby Swanson versus Correa. So we, we know about the shortstop class two off-seasons ago. Correa, Baez, Seager. Uh, Lindor was supposed to be in that class, but the Mets 
traded for him and locked him down early. This coming off season, you've got Xander who can opt out. You've got Correa who can opt out of the recent contract. Trey Turner's a free agent. And Dansby Swanson is a free agent. So it's kind of like a chicken to the egg thing. You know, whether, you know, you had these great guys young and they, they helped you get to the World Series or can you come in now and grab any one of them? But, I mean, these guys have been out there for the taking the past two years. They're obviously a huge component of this thing. Yeah, great call. And thank you for that, David, and that information. I I was basically freestyling off the top of my head, no pun intended with the Freestyle Friday raps I put out, but I, I was freestyling the fact that you need a shortstop to win the World Series. In the past few years, I was just naming the, the teams that won. David went back and gave you the matchup of top teams uh, in the World Series that got there. Now, if you look at the Phillies this year, Bryson Stott, whatever, he's not the guy, but he's better for them than Didi Gregorius was. Shortstop's important, man. Why do the Yankees not know that they need a top shortstop to go and get back to the top of the mountain? You can't get by with a shortcut, a stopgap. Three calls on the screen. I'm going to try and get to them. Let's go to Pat in Ozone Park. You got it, Pat. Hey, Keith. How you doing, man? Awesome. Uh, another week in the book. I got to tell you, I never spoke to you. Very pleased with you. Classy guy. Very intelligent. I love how you prepare for the show. Thank you. And uh, the other thing I was calling about is I don't see Judge coming back. I, I feel like people that do are overly confident about that. I just think the Yankees did him dirty, and he's pissed off about it. He's not coming back, and uh, I think Steinbrenner runs his team like a stock portfolio now. They don't care if they win the World Series. They got pretty far. They won 100 games almost, and uh, that's a pretty big deal. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not going to go against you because I've started to prepare myself for him to leave. I started this show tonight saying, hey, um, you know, wh- like, what do the players think about this press conference? Like, if I'm a player – and and I know the truth of what went on this year behind the scenes and what the fans saw, I might just be like, this is a mess. And for Judge, you know, this is a time where he gets to be a free agent. If the Yankees play around and put a ceiling on the amount of money they'll spend for him, he'll walk. Thanks for the call, Pat, but it, it's reality, right? The, the San Francisco Giants, a rumor came out that they will not be outbid. So if the Yankees feel like they need to be fiscally responsible with the contract for Judds, then he's going to walk. And you know what? I already started to prepare myself to say maybe that's okay. Maybe that's all right. Maybe they'll do something with the money. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> maybe they'll do something with the money they save on not re-signing Aaron Judge. They would have to, right? Because without Judge, how are you selling jerseys and tickets and hyping the fans to come back for 2023? Earlier I said, what do you do for an encore in 2023 after referring to 2021 and the progress you made between 2021 and 2022, going from the Red Sox uh, knocking you out of a one-game wild card to the Astros sweeping you in the ALCS? Both hurt. Both were embarrassing. Both are tough. What do you do for an encore? Get to the World Series and, I don't know, lose to the Dodgers? (laughs) You, You let the Red Sox knock you out in one game. You let the uh, Astros sweep you in the ALCS. Next year, you got to get to the World Series and, and lose to the Dodgers. That, that'll be it. Let's go to Rich in Brooklyn on the fan. Hello. How you doing? Jake? Good, good, good. Thanks for calling. First time talking to you. Uh, listen, I like to talk about Daniel Jones with the Giants, right? Everybody I keep hearing, they say that he's just a running quarterback. Daniel Jones is not a running quarterback. He's got a a rifle on him, and he does have touch. He's a head to no receivers. 
for the last two years, he's had no offensive line in front of him. In his rookie season, he threw 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 3,000 yards. Did pretty good, right? Yeah, I would say he's not a statue, right? I wouldn't say oh, that. I wouldn't say he's a running quarterback. That's what they said about Lamar Jackson. He's not Lamar. I make jokes that he's Lamar too, but he can throw the ball. He's not a statue. Well, he can get out the pocket and run. Right when he's got to run and improvise, he can run. And Daniel Jones, I, I'm rooting for that guy. Uh, we heard that you know, seven thirty in the morning, the, the the Monday of the bye this week, he could be off. The players are off. He's in there eating breakfast, getting ready to go to work. I'm rooting for that guy. Thanks for the call, Rich. I think he'll be fine. Last call of the night. Goes to where I'm from, um, Asbury Park. Dwight, you got it. Yeah, I'd like to talk about Kyrie for a minute. Um, everybody is saying, talking about him, about he's promoting a movie, that, that movie, um, Hebrews to Negroes, but no one said anything about Amazon who was selling it on their website. And I don't think that's fair. They started to now. It was a little bit late. Obviously, the outrage went to Kyrie first for posting it. And then uh, Shams put out today that the Anti-Defamation League and the Brooklyn Nets did reach out to... Uh, so I'll read it for you. The, the Anti-Defamation League in conjunction with Brooklyn Nets have sent a letter to Jeff Bezos and Amazon leaders to either remove book or movie at center of Kyrie Irving's situation from the platform uh, or add an explanation about the issues with the content. So, like, initially, yes. You, you know, and a lot of people pivoted to that. Hey, you're mad about him posting the link. What about the people profiting off of it? Now, you know, they're part of it, too. And it's unfortunate. Thanks for the call, Dwight. It's unfortunate that we saw a rise in, uh, you know, downloads and it went to number one and people are checking out that information. But that's not on just Kyrie. Yes, it started with Kyrie. But this whole week, every media member looked into it. Evan Roberts said he watched it. What did I tell you guys? I don't have $12 to rent anything. I don't have three hours to even watch baseball games. Like, I'm not sitting down to watch Hebrews to Negroes for three and a half hours for research. I know it's all nonsense. I know it's all garbage. I don't need to see what's in there. But other people did, and it drove it up. And you know what the scariest thing was from this whole thing? The FBI put out a warning. I'm from Jersey. I have friends that go to temples and synagogues. I've been in a bunch of them. And the FBI put out an actual warning saying that there was a legit threat in New Jersey synagogues. Like, that's not okay. That's that's the bad, that's the worst part that, you know, came from this whole Kyrie thing that I don't think Kyrie was thinking about at all when he went to promote that link. And that's why he deserves to be punished. He deserves to be suspended. And he has apologized, but he's got to do more. That's not a good enough apology after you doubled down, after you ducked the apology in front of the mics and the cameras. You can't just apologize seven hours later on your Instagram. And that's why this whole week, Everybody weighed in. Everybody in media chimed in. Everybody did a podcast, a column, and a rant on it, and it was exhausting. And we've gotten further and further away from what actually went down. He posted a link with no caption, no context. And that was irresponsible of him with his platform. And now he's paying for it. I mean, he got his 500 back, his 500000 The Anti-Defamation League said they didn't want it. I thought it was a $500,000 mistake. It's not that. But he'll lose money not playing. And he may potentially lose uh, his Brooklyn Nets, you know, his job with the Brooklyn Nets. He may decide to walk away from it, but who knows? Uh, All I know is there's no room for any of that. And uh, however it was handled, whatever you think about it, I think, you know, more and more we just get further away from what actually happened. Kanye Kanye West was on fire two weeks ago. And uh, I just think it's crazy that Kyrie decided, yeah, I'll take some of that fire off you. 
I'll jump in that pool with you. And that's what happened. So, I don't know. Kanye, he uh, took his L's. Kyrie took his L's right after. And uh, hopefully we can move on from it. And hopefully people learn from it. There's no place for any of it. And if you're going to put something out there like that that hurts people, that has false information, you better have an explanation. You better have more than just a, I can post whatever I want. That's all we got, folks. It's about to be 2 a.m. That's KM to 2 a.m. I'm KM, Keith McPherson. I can't thank you enough for calling my show, for tweeting at me, at Keith McPherson. The support is always lovely on a Friday night. You could have been anywhere else in the world and you decided to be here with me. C-Mac's coming up next. Stay here. Call up C-Mac. Talk more about the Yanks and everything else. Marco's going to hit you with the update. I'm going to slide back to New Jersey and try and go to sleep. It's Saturday. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.